0: So, I have a question that somebody had actually posed up on our Twitter. Okay. There's only three books. Yes. What does that mean for the show?
1: I believe that we'll probably do something just like, I mean, Expanse, there isn't a lot of books. They've already kind of deviated off of the books on Expanse. So, I expect the magicians do that as well.
0: But the Expanse books were ginormous. Yes, (laughs) that's true. The magicians aren't quite as big. So I just thought that was interesting because I didn't realize there was only three because I just purchased the first one. Right. And I was like, oh, that's interesting, especially because since I haven't read it, I didn't know how closely they're following everything or if it's like part of the first book and then second season was like first book into second, you know, so Right. like the way they do that, I was just wondering what your opinion was on that.
1: Yeah, I think they'll. The writers are so good that they, they'll they be able to come up with another story to tell without too much trouble, I think.
0: Interesting. But we have all sorts of other stuff happening, so let's jump in with the now instead of looking into our crystal balls.
1: All right. Episode four had a 0.28 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.669 million viewers, making it the 32nd overall cable show. And we actually got some live plus seven days for episode two. Yeah, it's nice to have it back. Tied for 11th in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain going from a 0.3 to a 0.6 for an increase of 100%. It tied for 22nd in viewers percentage gain going from 0.763 to 1.353 million viewers for an increase of 77%. That's
0: pretty impressive, too.
1: Yes, it is.
0: And I don't know how people didn't watch right away, but unfortunately I was one of those people because I had other issues happening because I was stuck in the city at a specialist for hours on end. Yes. So if only magic was around to zap my eye to normal, I would be happy, and I'd have been able to watch with all of you guys. Because when I watched, I was freaking out, and I didn't know who to tweet.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and unfortunately for me, I'm still at work myself on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Just getting off, and by the time I get home and settled in, the episode's half over, so it's kind of hard to catch up sometimes.
0: Yeah, but we'll be back to it this next week. Are they even showing it, though? I only ask because I know with the Olympics coming, there's a hiatus in a lot of things.
1: I have not seen anything about a hiatus for magicians yet.
0: Good, I think I'd Uh, be a little disappointed. That mean won't
1: be, but I haven't seen it yet.
0: I'd be a little disappointed, because we're only, yeah, episode four. Right. Well, no, wait, four? Three? Four. four. And, yeah, I'd be disappointed if we already took hiatus. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to wait any longer to find out the continuation of the end of the episode. Uh, yeah. So that being said, why don't you jump us in? All right, episode four, Be the Penny,
1: as Elliot is hunted Quentin and Julia discover a powerful secret tied to the history of Brightbills.
0: Kind of interesting, so, too. The way that yeah. they kind of give you that little bit, but not really. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we basically open where we left off last episode with Penny watching his own death in total bewilderment. At least he didn't astral project prior to kicking the bucket. And of course, Katie is in shock while Julia attempts to comfort her friend. You know, comfort her. I'm not saying they're friends yet.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, what do you say to that? Like with what happened?
1: Yeah. That would be completely. Yeah. Cause I mean, yes, they're, they were able to do the spell together to bring the cancer eating monster there, but that's really about the. They aren't back to being best friends again, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I get that, but still. I don't know. Don't be so cold, I guess. I don't know. I don't don't know how to, like, I understand Katie's pissed. Oh, absolutely.
1: She's hurt. There's no question. Julia tried to comfort her, but didn't last too long, and Katie kind of got up and stormed out and just went right through uh, Penny like he wasn't even there.
0: Well, <laughs> like, she doesn't know, so yeah, no. you can't really, I don't know, I just feel like there should be a whole lot more faith with everything that's happening, but she's lost, like, everything in just that moment.
1: Right, yeah, because she spent the last bit of magic <laughs> trying to um, save Penny, and it didn't work. So you can definitely identify with the distress that she's in.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just think that she needs to believe that maybe, I mean, if they were able to summon the demon, that there's still magical creatures, that there's still a way to bring Penny back. I'm just hopeful. Gotta hope so,
1: <laughs> yeah. You would think that it would, gotta have hope, and Katie has never been one to be one of those really hopeful persons.
0: <laughs> That's true. Katie's had a lot of shit happen to her, so. Yeah. And things get just kind of weird through this episode. Because Penny is able to see how people are reacting to his death. Yeah. Like when Q comes back and Julia has to tell him, you know, he sits there and he just kind of laughs. Yeah. But I get this because he even says, this is really an inappropriate reaction. Have you ever had that really inappropriate reaction to something and it's just this weird emotional thing and you don't know how to do anything with it? Right. So I get that because there's times when you're in shock and you don't know how to react. And for some reason, the weird half-giggle thing kind of happens. Right. Because it, it's but, just one of those... Yeah, I think it's like a defense mechanism almost.
1: Yeah, absolutely it is. Because it's something that is so traumatic and unexpected. Well, I guess it wasn't all that unexpected, but at least a traumatic event that sometimes that's the only way your body can, can deal with
0: it. Mm-hmm. But Penny seemed kind of pissed, even... Like, as Quentin was explaining it. Right. I don't know. I I feel bad, because Penny's like, what the hell? Yeah.
1: (laughs) But it still doesn't get any worse. I mean, any better as Dean Fogg arrives, and they kind of hold a mini memorial service. And, yeah, no.
0: Well, yeah, because they didn't even know, like, his whole name.
1: Right. Quentin couldn't pronounce his last name.
0: Now, I am going to say that in this moment, I really thought Q was going to be able to see him because Q had seen him when he was trapped in, like, his vision before. Right. So I thought somehow Quentin was going to be able to, like, get past all of it and be like, what are you talking about, Penny's right there? But it just gets weirder and weirder because even Katie, I mean, they're all kind of sitting there upset and not knowing what to say, drinking. And Katie's like, well, this is how he wanted it. He didn't want anybody close to him. Right. And because nobody's crying, like, he's kind of mad. But then when she says that, I don't know if that was kind of, like, a bat to the head. Because he's like, oh, shit, that kind of is true.
1: Yeah, it really did kind of uh, hit him like, oh, yeah, she's right.
0: Even though, and he's like, I saved all your butts a bunch of times. You guys could at least cry. But if you don't get close to somebody, no matter how kind of close, if that makes sense, you are to them, they don't know how to react. Right. And then poor Penny. I mean, he's just, I don't even know how much control he has right now when he's traveling. Right. Because next thing we know, he's in the Netherlands library. And he's like, okay, book on national projection. Okay. Okay. Except he can't grab it. Right. And then these two rando guys just kind of show up and weirdly... Because they're just talking about, oh, hey, I found this book and I know how you like these. And the guy's like, oh, it's so soft on my butt. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then talking about, I'm so hungry. Yeah, that last librarian we were eating is basically just Gristle. It's like, oh, my God. Yes. These dudes are cannibals.
1: And who was to pop-up but Elliot, Finn, and Frey?
0: Which apparently that key did not help them as much as they wanted it to.
1: No. Got them to the Netherlands and (laughs) well, (laughs) in a whole bunch of trouble. Yes. And, of course, Penny is just telling them, no, 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 don't do it, don't eat it, don't do it. (laughs) And they can't hear him.
0: And it's weird because all the portals are frozen. Now, I'm assuming that's because of magic and because the library technically isn't there anymore. Like, it's there but not. Right. Because these guys are like, well, how did you get there? Because we brought, we got here via Magic Bean, which I thought was interesting. Right. Because that's not a magical creature.
1: No, but that was Elliot's only thing he could think of that would get them there from wherever they were. At least to tell these two people that he had no idea who they were.
0: No, I thought the cannibals got there by Magic Bean. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, because he just said a key. Yeah. Which, that's why I'm like, okay, we know the key has magic, because that's why he was sent off on the quest. But the fact that these guys had magic beans that somehow got them there, which I still don't understand, because then wouldn't you have, like, a beanstalk to crawl back down? Or did it, like, disappear? Did you eat them? What's going on? Right. But, mm, apparently, whatever, whomever, yeah. Elliot was eating, he's like, oh, it's not bad. But still, it's like, ugh. <laughs> yeah,
1: just wait till Elliot finds out.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's going to take that very well.
1: No, not at all.
0: No. And then uh, Penny gets to pop back to the physical kid's cottage.
1: And this gets is even more wonderfulness because Quentin is talking to Alice about Penny's passing.
0: Well, we're assuming that's what he's talking about.
1: Right, and we kind of assumed that that's what she was talking about. But once she mentioned um, riding on his shoulders, we knew immediately that it wasn't Penny she was talking about.
0: Because Penny's like, oh, yeah, no, that's sweet. Then he's like, what? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I don't know what kind of weird sexual stuff you guys were doing, but I don't think Penny remembers that part. (laughs) And then it's like, oh, crap. Yeah, by the way, Penny died. And Alice is like, oh. Oh, I gotta tell Margo, too. She's like, oh. Yeah. It's like, really? Alice has, like, zero emotion happening right now.
1: Yeah, none whatsoever.
0: That seems really weird. I mean, I know she was, like, super serious, but that still just seems really strange. Do you think it's kind of a side effect from being Niffin?
1: I think it is. Okay. I really do. She's, She's having... A real difficult time dealing with what she did as a Niffin and actually not being a Niffin anymore.
0: And then with her father dying, and then she said she can't even be in the same room as her mother.
1: Right. So she, Which is not surprising.
0: Right, because that, <laughs> that woman. But Quentin has to tell Margo what's going on, so he has to send a bunny. And apparently this is the first time, because of everything that's going on, that Penny has seen this. Because he's like... Right. What the hell's he doing? Because we see Q whispering to a bunny. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird because he was able to follow the bunny, though. Right. So the bunnies are, like, travelers like him. I didn't even think about that. So does that mean all bunnies are magic?
1: Hmm. Could be.
0: That's weird. Like, I didn't wouldn't have thought of that at all. And, like, right. nobody yeah, has mentioned nobody.
1: that. Right. A normal bunny rabbit is actually a magical creature.
0: Huh. Who knew? Right? <laughs> It's, it's kind of funny though when Penny like follows. He's like, "Where the hell am I? Where'd you get this sweet boat?" Yeah. And he's like, you? When he sees the heart, you know the heart tree or however part of the boat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Penny is just tripping on on this. And of course, <laughs> when they finally notice that the bunny's there and they get it to Margot, all it says, "Penny's dead." Sorry.
0: And that weird little. Yeah, voice. Yeah. And Penny's like, huh. And the one guy, and I always forget his name. He's like, he was my best friend. It's like. Right. Yeah. How did you know Penny? Penny kind of looks at him like, what? I mean, he was the map maker, so I understand, because Penny kind of threatened him. But still, that's your best friend? Like, some random dude who's threatening you? Okay, that's weird and random. Penny's like, this is the guy who's mourning me? What the hell?
1: Right. But at least Margot does say something that definitely picks Penny, Penny's spirits up, saying, wow, I really thought we were going to bang.
0: And Penny, me too, girl, me too. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? I guess if that's what it takes for Penny to be like, okay, you know what? Somebody actually regrets me dying, okay. Right. Although you know Katie's is pretty upset, because she's blaming herself.
1: Right. And, of course, Penny pops back in to break bills and into Katie's room, and he's not liking what, what he's seeing because she's digging out a bag of heroin.
0: I was really surprised. Like, I just assumed there wasn't going to be anything left there. She's been gone for so long. Right. But Penny's like, I'm not going to stand here and watch you do this. I can't save you. And I thought somehow at this point he was going to be able to, like, smack it out of her hand or something.
1: Right you would think.
0: I was thinking, okay, maybe this is what it's going to take, but then he ends up in the living room where Julia is, like, knocked out, and then Todd's above her, and his eyes are all white, and you see, and Julia doesn't see it, but Penny sees, like, white light where Todd's pointing. Right. When when he's like, you need to save her. And it's the same thing, like, with that homeless woman.
1: Yes. And I'm just fascinated by Who this possibly could be that is leading Julia around like this.
0: And the fact that Penny could see part of it. Right. So I was like, could it possibly be Katie's mom somehow? That's a possibility. Because she's dead, but maybe she was able to see some things and she's trying to help. I don't know. Because, I mean, last time we talked about it, we thought it might be Our Lady Underground. Right. But I don't know. It's just why, why is she concerned about Katie? Yeah. But Julia runs up, and Katie's having a seizure from an overdose, and she's able to kind of zap her with a little bit of magic. Yeah,
1: quite a bit of magic there, which means Julia's magic is getting stronger as we seem to be collecting these keys. So that's something to uh, keep an eye on, I think.
0: Mm.
1: This wasn't just a little spark. This was some... Pretty major magic to save Katie there.
0: And as Katie is vomiting, all of a sudden we hear, oh, that's gross. As Penny zips around and looking at a guy, and this random guy's like, you can see me? And Penny's like, you can see me? Yeah. <laughs> and then we have the little creeper guy.
1: Yes, good old Hyman Cooper has technically been dead since the 1920s, even though he astral projected out of his body prior to death. Because he was a peeping Tom in real life and because he was a traveler that was, he was able to enjoy that, uh, pastime even more. So his fellow students basically knew that he had projected out of his body and hid it from him and possibly killed it. Who knows? Or just locked it up to let him die. We don't know how his body died.
0: That's kind of messed up, though. It's like, yeah. okay, you're going to peep, so we're going to hide your body so you die. I feel like that's a bit extreme.
1: Well, I do too, but I, I am guessing that that really wasn't the plan, was to hide his body so it would die. I think they just planned on hiding the body, and because he never found it, it did die.
0: Which is weird. I feel like somehow you would be connected to your body somehow, where you're going to yeah, be able to I'm find saying. it.
1: Well, and he says, you can't do a location spell without your fingers. In your body, you can't do a location spell. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: I don't know. It just seemed weird. But, well, apparently this dude's been around for a while. Yeah. And he's kind of weird because he's been spying on our crew for a while.
1: Oh, my God, yes.
0: <laughs> Creepy. Yeah,
1: he has his own take on just about everybody and possible couples.
0: And- and he's using weird, like, I guess, old-timey terminology, and I love it, because Penny's just like, what? Yeah. Because, what, especially when he was saying his name, he's like, I'm Hyman. He's like, does that mean something? Yeah,
1: what kind of name is that? Yeah,
0: which kind of comes back the same way later. Yeah. But it it's just, it's kind of funny, but it's not, because he kind of half-assed paying attention to, to some of it. Right. So it's like, Listen. We might be able to do things if we listen to what's going on. Right. Except at this point, there's no way he can come back. I mean, even if they found his body, chances are really good. It's rotted away.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So (laughs) he's just kind of SOL. Yes. But let's get back to uh, our Team Break Bill's crew, shall we?
1: Yes. Quentin and Julia are planning their next move, and Julia reveals that Rupert Chatwin gave one of the golden keys to his best friend during World War I. That lucky recipient happened to be Lance Morrison, who also happened to be a student at Breakbills. Aha! Uh-huh.
0: The pieces are coming together.
1: Yes. So they go to Dean Fogg, and sure enough, he tells them where the files on Lance are and supports their quest, and then we get interrupted by a member of the Order.
0: Yeah. Which, this seems strange, too, that he's not able to see anything. Like, I just feel like Travelers, at least, would be able to see something.
1: You would think so? But... You would think so, but he doesn't. But, of course, then he signed a contract. By God, we want his soul.
0: Yeah, because... A billion years. Yeah, that doesn't sound weird. He's like, (laughs) he didn't show up in the Underworld branch. It's like... Okay, what does that mean for those of us that have no idea what you're talking about? And uh, I don't know if he's astral projecting. I mean, his body's dead, but is his soul what's projecting? Absolutely. Okay, but apparently the soul's connected to the body for at least a week after passing.
1: Right. And So does that mean? Because, of course, they want to send in a corpse eater that will consume the deceased body and release the soul, so he won't become a angry spirit that will haunt them for the rest of their lives.
0: Yeah, and Katie's kind of ticked with this.
1: Yeah, she doesn't want to hear any of
0: it. No, but Alice is like, no, you don't understand. It takes a long time for a vengeful spirit to, to happen, which she knows from being a Niffin. Yes. But she's like, but in the Underworld he can still be him. Right. And then she's like, there's even a bowling alley. It's like, does Penny look like the type of dude that's going bowling regularly?
1: No, not at all.
0: It's one of those things, like, you hear her say it, and you're like, okay, I understand. She's just trying to be like, you know, he can be normal and do this fun stuff, and he can go hiking, and he can do this, but that's not Penny.
1: No, and he wouldn't go to the Netherlands because... He would be going back to the library, right? So and working for the library, he wouldn't have any
0: time off, right? He to right. go to
1: the Neitherlands to par- no, have a party.
0: No underworld <laughs> fun time for you. Yeah,
1: your soul is ours for a billion years, and we're going to get every second of it, right?
0: And even Penny's like, "Come on, Katie, stick with the save Penny path. You can do it." Yeah. And then he's even yelling at Hyman, tell him that I'm not dead. You've been doing this forever. you got to know how to do it. And he's like, "Uh, I don't know how to do anything. It's like, what? What the hell have you been doing for decades on end? You haven't figured this out? You haven't been able to figure anything out? Come on, like, go through a radio and talk or through the TV or something. I don't know. This seems like you should be able to do something. And he's like, well, there's kind of a thing. You can put yourself in inanimate objects. But it's not that easy. And then we have this little time lapse thing happen where it's like, be the penny. Really? And and then several hours later, it's like, God, you're so dull. Be the freaking penny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, you're not a really great teacher. That's no. like, tie your shoe. Just yeah. tie your shoe. Really? You have to show, not just say.
1: Right. Right, because we see Hyman doing absolutely nothing. Yes, except saying it over and over and over and over. Right. And then all of a sudden Penny disappears and he is the Penny.
0: Yes, and Hyman can hear him because he's like, I can't stand. He's like, you don't have legs. Duh. (laughs) Yeah, it's like that's a facepalm moment. You just want to be like, are you serious?
1: But then Penny actually moves the Penny. Yes. And Hyman is like, wow, how'd you
0: do that? And even a Hyman, who has had all this time, has not figured out how to successfully incorporate himself with anything that apparently has a brain. Right. Because he's like, I, there's got to be a way. And Hyman's like, eh,
1: not really. Yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little more difficult controlling something that has a brain.
0: <laughs> it's like. All right, dude, you need to help me out. You don't understand. They're sending something to eat my body. Right. Which is just kind of creepy in itself. So Penny's like, all right, you know what? If the bunnies can talk, he can, he can get into the bunny. I can have Margot figure this out. Yeah, that doesn't right. work. Yeah, no. Not at all. But it, it doesn't really show. He, was he just not able to become the bunny? Or was it he became the bunny and just couldn't figure out what to do then?
1: Right, he couldn't control that. Okay,
0: 'cause Okay, because I was like, wait a second, I kind of had a brain fart. Yeah. <laughs> but, and he pops out, and I love it because you have, never two guys, Tick and, what the hell is his name? Why do I always forget his name? Tick and the other guy,
1: yes. the map maker.
0: <clears throat> He's like, Queen Margot, maybe you need a bath, you need to chill. And, yeah, the little spiel that Margot went off on. Oh, was awesome. About the fairy queen, and... I was like, damn. And even Penny goes, damn. Yeah. <laughs> damn, girl, you get shit done. Yeah. Because Margo's like, alright, Tick, you're gonna go carve out some rocks, and you're going to crush that shit down, and you're putting it in the bathtub that that bitch will not get out of. That's my tub, and she will not get out. You're gonna put huh. it in there, and then when she's flat on her ass, I'm gonna take some shit out. I'm gonna cut out her heart and eat it in front of all her little fairy brethren. And it's that, I think, everybody's face was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and that's when Penny's that like,
1: like... something like something Niffin Alice would say, not Mark. Right.
0: Mar- and then when Penny's like, damn, all right, she's got this shit, I don't have to worry about her. And I'm thinking, ugh, it sounds good.
1: Don't want to see it, thank you. <laughs>
0: yeah, I just think things might go real bad real fast, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully good things, but...
1: So Penny... Pops back to break bills and goes to check on Todd. And sure enough, the Margo Gollum is in his closet.
0: Now, two questions here. One, do you think he originally went to go check on Todd to see if maybe he can possess Todd like whatever had possessed him? I think so. Okay, so two, yeah, did I... he even remember about the margolem?
1: No, I think okay. he had completely forgotten all about it. And he saw it and went,
0: oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's like, and I don't understand because if the Margolem doesn't have any kind of brain or consciousness, why did that go so badly?
1: Because he didn't give it enough time to learn how to actually operate the Golem.
0: Oh, that's why he was all oh, yeah, jerky. He was and
1: making it speak, but it was going,
0: <laughs>
1: we had a Frankenstein moment.
0: Okay, it's like maybe you should have grabbed a pen and been like, Penny alive, something. Right,
1: yes. There could have been a lot better ways to go about that than just trying to jump in there and get it to say something.
0: Yeah, <laughs> especially when Q decides to like, beat the crap out of it.
1: <laughs> you just freaked
0: out. It's like really, Quentin? Ah, I think you jumped the gun a little. And if you thought it was just residual magic, right? not breaking it apart would have been the way to go. Yeah what we do find out a little information, as Julia was just kind of stunned with everything. Apparently, this guy, Lance Morrison, died on the Brinkmills campus.
1: Yeah. But, and they go, where? The West Wing? It doesn't exist. Oh, yes, it does.
0: Yeah. And I kind of like that, because he's like, oh, yeah. Back then, having a ghost wasn't cool, unlike now when we actually have it in the brochure. Right. It's like, what? <laughs> you say that so casually. Yeah, like yeah, it's in the brochure for the school. Really, are you sending this out? Because I kind of thought everybody accidentally showed up for the test. Right, but whatever. So yeah, he explains how it's buried and they can get to it, but yada yada. I'm thinking, okay, if you buried it, how are they getting to it? Unless you got a backhoe. Well, they didn't
1: bury it. They made it invisible, so it would be buried, so it wouldn't. Nobody. Oh, it before,
0: so, so not. So nobody would find not physically buried. Yeah, not physically. Oh, okay. Buried by magic. Okay, because I was kind of confused. But you have Hyman freaking the hell out.
1: Yeah, he's saying, no, no, don't let him go, don't let him go.
0: It's like, they're all going to die. It's like, okay, what is it, Resident Evil down there? You need to explain something, dude, a little bit more. Right. And it seems that, like, he was terrorized because Lance was an angry spirit terrorizing students, and... Hyman is making it like he almost died down there. Right. And then he's told, okay, yeah, they can touch us. Ghosts can touch us. And then Penny's like, light bulb, if they can touch us and these people can see the ghosts, then somehow the ghosts can tell them I'm alive. Right. But Hyman's just like, nope, I'm not going. You're on your own. It's <laughs> Like, dude, Penny's gonna beat you down. Remember, he can touch you. <sighs> but they go down, or wherever. And... It seems like, all right, well, and again, this is where I was confused. Why is it so dark if it's not underground? So, I don't know. I was like, what is happening? But, oh, hey, look it. There's a fire burning in that room in the fireplace, and everything's nice and homey looking.
1: Yeah, very cozy.
0: Yeah, and this is where things started getting a little weird. So it's a whole 1940s thing in there, the way it is, and all of a sudden you have Lance, like, Why are you here? Are you here to take me home? Tell my father no. And Penny had come in, so we think he's talking to Penny. Right. But we don't know who he's talking to because nobody's there. And he seems to be on a weird loop because then he doesn't answer Julia or Q. He doesn't answer Penny. But then he kind of does. See, this is where I was really confused in this scene. Because you assume when Q and Julia are watching, all of a sudden you hear him say, I'm not a bitch. And I'm like, okay, that's got to be him talking to Penny. Right. But then it seems like he's not because the next moment, like he just like is not talking to Penny at all or acknowledging him.
1: Right. Because he's getting the key
0: from Rupert. So it's like, I I was so confused. (laughs) It's like, is he talking to somebody who was alive? And so you're never going to see that. Like we're still alive. Right. I didn't understand that at all.
1: Right. Well, this is kind of what, they tried to explain was that lance the reason he became such an angry ghost was he just kept reliving this scene over and over and over again
0: okay that's why it's like what is that that we're missing is he actually not talking to penny then is it an unknown person that it just happened to work almost like he is talking to penny
1: i didn't really get that that the first time that penny gets when Penny gets to him before Rupert shows up, it kind of feels like and look like that, yeah, he was talking to Penny. That's what I thought. Yes, and Hugh and Julia just did not pick up on it because of Lance going through this thing over and over again. They just assumed that it was part of what he was going through.
0: Okay, but then, like, because he switches gears so fast and he's talking to Rupert, That's what really threw me. It's like, wait, how are you ignoring what's happening now? But we see that he gets the key, and it reveals the innermost truth. And Penny's like, seriously, this is what it's about? You're gay? Yeah. (laughs) You know, and it is one of those things that it seems like, okay, why was that such a big secret? But then it's like, okay, wait, 1940s, it was a whole different time. Yes. Like, a whole different world. But then it's like a flash, and then suddenly his dad's there and his dad is kind of douchey mcdouche yeah (laughs) just a little bit yeah and he's like no it's the key he's like you've been saying crap about your mother's family and it's like "Ooh, what was being said yeah and i feel like that's really important
1: uh more than likely it probably is
0: especially when he's like no it's the key and his grab he grabs the key and he stops for a minute and he's like if you can't handle the the power in this then basically you suck (laughs) and right and then he kills his kid it's like holy shit yeah i can't believe that just happened
1: yeah exactly you go wow who would know
0: (laughs) and just know right and then the fact that this happens and penny sees it and then julia and q are like the keys in his dad's pocket so he must still have it and penny like tries to stop this happening and then the ghost right. interacts with Penny at this point.
1: Yes. We even hear the father say, what kind of
0: name is that? That's not a name.
1: Yeah, it's not a name. In and
0: I'm like, oh, God, it's like Hyman all over again. Yeah. But, but his dad <laughs> is using, like, ghost magic and knocking them up, knocking Penny over, knocking Julia and cute, closing the door. Yeah. And it's like Penny keeps fighting with him. He's hoping to, to get him to say his name. I don't understand why he's like, that's not a real name. Right. (laughs) That didn't make a whole lot of sense to me at all. But Q and Julia, you know, get out before anything happens and then fade to black. And Penny's like, damn it.
1: Yeah. So close. I could have just had what And what he wanted was fine. You know, just Penny is alive.
0: Right. That didn't even have to be. It didn't even mean it was him. You're telling me there was no woman named Penny at that point? Exactly. I find that really hard to believe. Yeah, me too. Oh, but his dad was just a jerk. I don't know. But as this whole little scene is playing out, I'm assuming it's at the same time. Right. Alice and Katie end up meeting up with Harriet, and Penny ends up zipping over there. Then after, I don't know how he's able to find everybody. Right. But he's doing a really damn good job.
1: Yeah, he is. He really is. (laughs) Uh,
0: And I hope this, even though the situation is making up for the fact that we didn't really have him too much in the first couple episodes. Because this was basically all Penny. All Penny all the oh, time. Yeah. But it was cracking me up because as he's like laying on the ground, because he's just exasperated with the situation. Yeah. He's like, what is she saying? Stop signing. And I'm cracking up because I'm like, yeah, that's kind of, I think most of us, I'm really bad at trying to understand sign language. I can fingerspell. So, you know, they hate me because I'm so slow. But... Right. Like, trying to watch it, I'm like, I don't know what she's saying. So, Give me yeah, subtitles. Penny. So, yeah, Penny, I think, was, you know, most of us who don't really understand sign language. Right. And she's like, you can free a soul a different way, because why do you want him to be chained to the library for a billion years? Right. And it's like, oh, you can just burn him. And she's like, what? And again, another moment where Katie's like, all of these options suck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's not getting Penny back. Right. It's making it impossible to bring him back.
0: And I just don't understand. I don't know if I'm just not remembering the moment right. Like, if the cancer demon had left bef- like right after Penny died and didn't actually see Penny. Because he's seen him astral project, and nobody else had seen him.
1: Right. Which, yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because if he saw that Penny had astral projected, he knew that Penny was out of his body. Right. Or at least he should have looked to see if he was out of his body and at least said something to the girl.
0: Yeah, I was just wondering about that. That was like a random thing that popped up in my head, but...
1: Yeah, I agree with you.
0: But anyway...
1: So Julia and Quentin meet with Fog, and we find out that, oh, Daddy Dearest is related to Irene McAllister, who happens to be a descendant of his. Yeah. Who's on the board of trustees for break Bills?
0: Apparently the family's been on the board for a really long time. Yeah.
1: Who knows? They may have actually started break
0: Bills. Founding members. And, of
1: course, she's desperate for clues on how to save magic, so maybe the trio could throw her a bone.
0: And when Penny overhears that this key is supposed to reveal what's hidden, okay, well, he's hidden. Maybe that'll help. Even when he goes to talk to Hyman again, Hyman's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of paying attention. He's like, we're hidden. Yeah. Hello. I swear he's going to beat the crap out of Hyman if they don't get this fixed soon.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because Hyman's just chilling and watching the stories develop. And he's going, oh, yeah, Hugh is, I'm really getting into him. He's,
0: he's going to be the hero. Yeah. one. <laughs> he's got a great storyline. It's like, dude. Not a story. Oh, man. Hyman is something else.
1: Yeah. He doesn't like Alice. Called her Mrs. Gundy. And
0: (laughs) Penny goes, who? It's like, I don't understand that reference. I don't either, Penny. I really don't. It's like, I'm so confused with Hyman right now. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So we flip back to the Netherlands. And Elliot is not having any luck finding a doorway so as we see the two uh, cannibals heading towards them he holds his key skyward as he did on after island and guess who pops up
0: of all the things because he was hoping for one of those shadow demon bat thingies and he right. gets his dad and poor penny he had popped up he's and as You know, Elliot's father is, like, ripping into him. Penny's like, dude, you got it worse than me right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And on top of that, you also have Frey, like, being a snotty little kid. Yes. Yes. She's like, you lied to me. Why did you lie? And he's like, seriously? Now's the time? (laughs) After you basically just said, let's feed your mother to the cannibals? I thought he was going to freak out on her. But he's just like, it's a yeah. hallucination. It's not real. It's not real. Okay, we can do this. He wasn't too happy, but he was able to try to move the situation like the correct way.
1: Right. Go back to break bills. And so Fog and Cutney arrive at Ivory's house. And this is not your normal home. As walked in, they see appliances cleaning and and you go, hmm, thought magic was gone. Well, happens that there was magic in the framework of her home, so that's why the appliances are doing what they're doing, but it could also run dry if magic isn't restored. So, of course, she wants to know what Quentin and Julia can do.
0: I'm kind of surprised that they don't just tell her.
1: Right. So, of course, Quentin has to... uh, do his little card tricks, and it's just not enough for uh, the lady to be impressed. Of course, Julia excuses herself and goes snooping around house looking for the key.
0: And Penny being there, he's able to see all sorts of stuff happening and sees that the stuff operating the magic isn't normal magic. Right. Which that was interesting, yes,
1: very interesting,
0: and it it got even more interesting because after Julia does a little spell and she's able to track where the key is, she grabs it and she has her back to everything, but when she picks up the right. key, there's fairies standing by yeah. the items that were just like magically working, yeah, so what does that mean that somehow the fairies are the ones trapped there like to basically perform for this woman's family?
1: I believe so. Hmm. Yeah, that's why the everything's doing what it's doing, is because it's being operated by a fairy.
0: Interesting.
1: So, yeah, great-great-great-great-grandpa, he must have been one bad MF, that's for sure.
0: Right, because...
1: Because apparently he went to uh, Fillory and caught him a couple fairies and brought him back.
0: To help because of the blackout in magic before, which I don't think they've ever mentioned that there was a blackout before. No. Which that makes me wonder, okay, what does this mean? Right. Who pissed (laughs) off what god before?
1: Yeah, we humans seem to um, be doing that quite often lately. Right.
0: But they go back to the physical kid's cottage, hoping that they're going to be able to figure something out. But as this is happening, Katie has Penny's body kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Right. And she's taking him out of a body bag, and he's preparing to set him aflame. Right. Because why would I let you be ingested by this thing that the Order has on its payroll? Right. And how the hell did Alice find her?
1: (laughs) That's a really good question, because I don't have an answer for it.
0: Yeah, that just seemed weird, but... She's like, you know, she just keeps saying he'll be himself, at least, in the underworld. Yeah, he'll be, right, like, under contract, but he'll be Penny. Yeah. And Penny's just like, screw that. And all of a sudden, yeah, pee the candle. Pee
1: the candle. And as he
0: knocks it over onto himself, because she had dumped, like, gasoline all over him, she looks and she's like, Penny? It's like, okay, so you know that something's up, right? Right. So... I mean, Alice had started walking away. She's like, okay, the corpse eater will be here soon. But she doesn't say anything because she didn't get that far when Penny lit himself a fire.
1: Yeah, no, she didn't.
0: (laughs) And I was like, huh, all right.
1: So we cut back to break bills and see fog, just three sheets to the wind. First thing in the morning, stumbling into the physical kid's cottage. Informing Q and Julia of the board's decision to close Brakeville.
0: Yeah, and sell it.
1: Yes. So he tells them he does, he no longer has a job and they probably won't have a place to stay, but he has no idea who owns the building in the first place.
0: Yeah, which
1: is weird. Very, very weird. Why would he not know who owns the property and the buildings and. Everything.
0: And why are they so quick to sell? Right. So it's like, all right, well, I guess we're all on this where we're going to figure out how to get magic back.
1: I guess so. And you got to love Julia's comment. Oh, we now have something in common. We've both been kicked out of break pills,
0: Yeah, I don't think that's helping, Julia. No. <laughs> but next thing we know, Elliot bursts in with his family and he reaches, grabs the key out of the keyhole, and slams the door. And he kind of peeks out the door. It's like, okay, it's just the normal break bills. All right. And I love it because they're like, uh, Elliot? Yeah.
1: Q <laughs> runs up and gives him a big old hug.
0: And then Uncle Elliot's story time begins. <laughs> which is fun. And then he's like, please hold all your questions till the end. <laughs>
1: right. No spoilers. Right. But yes, what she said. <laughs>
0: So they get all the information, and then suddenly Julia's like, oh my gosh, listen, this key that we found shows you, like, hidden truth. And he's like, well, let me get it. I can use some truth right now because I've had a shit day. Yeah. So he's holding, he's like, "Uh, maybe it doesn't work on me. He turns, and he's looking around, and he's like, oh, hey, Penny. And then he, like, hands the key back to Julia. Right. As he's saying that, all of a sudden, Penny's like, wait! And that's how it ends, and that pissed off everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody. But now that Elliot has said that, we have to assume that Julia's, you know, in the process of grabbing the key, she's going to grab it and look and see exactly what Penny's been trying to get them to see.
1: Right. Absolutely. And they will one by one pass the key around so they all know.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, can't you, like, all kind of hold it? Penny is
1: there. Now we can focus a little more attention on how to get Penny
0: back. Right. And Q found out that, okay, because of grabbing this key, the third chapter has now written itself. Right. It's like, okay, next step, next key. So we're doing good. We just got to figure out what's going on because now everybody's freaking out, too, because Penny doesn't have a body.
1: Yeah. And Ellie is not in Fillory.
0: And what the hell is happening? And Margo has got, like, her hand on the major destroy fairy button. Yeah. Who (laughs) knows what that's going to mean. The
1: newt button, Yeah.
0: A lot of shit happening.
1: And, of course, Hugh and Julia, when Elliot tells him, them that that's their daughter, they both go,
0: what? He's like, uh, we'll talk about it later. It's like, yeah, so... there's a lot of shit going on everywhere. It's crazy. Well. An <laughs> awesome episode. It was amazing. What do you oh, guys think about it? You need to let us know. Shoot us an email at scifitalk at com because... I feel like this is just nuts. (laughs) I mean, seriously, this is just too crazy. But while you're over, like, sending us an email, why don't you rate and review us on whatever podcaster you're listening to to us on? Oh, my gosh, words. So (laughs) iTunes, a lot of people are listening there. Please rate and review us there because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends, we do hope you're enjoying our podcast and the show, because this is crazy. And, like I said about shooting us an email, how you feel about this, what do you think's going to happen with the books if you are one of the book readers? Are we going past it? Or are they just going to kind of do one more season, wrap up everything? Because I feel like there's a ton of stuff to do.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: But they also may have had, like, a certain arc. It's like, we know it's going to be this many seasons and episodes, and that's it. Right which I don't know, I'm like nervous now, but check out the website, www.fangirlzone.com, and we have our contact page there, so you can see everywhere we are. You can shoot us information that you want to share, and if you have artwork and you want us to share it, I will happily put that up on the website as well. So, for this episode of Fangirlzone, I'm Sean Fangirlas,
1: And I'm Steve. Anyway, Quentin is the duck's nuts.
0: And until next time.